The Jaguars pick 11th or 17th, but it's going to be like the 11th pick. I'll tell you why. They just need to get a ball player. We'll do that today here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, what up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. By the way, my name is Tony Wiggins. All right. And I have to let you know, direct you to our YouTube page called Locked On Jaguars. Go over there, subscribe, hit the like button and subscribe, and then hit that bell and you'll receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode. And then if you listen to audio podcasts, wherever you happen to do that, make sure you check back every single day so that you don't miss an episode. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get started. I want to shout out to my everydayers too, people that listen to the show every single day. You can be one of them. All you got to do is listen to the show every single day. If you see me in public, just tell me you're an everydayer. And I guarantee you I'll come up and talk to you. We'll even mention your name on the podcast. All right. What we're going to talk about today is the Jacksonville Jaguars. As I look at my beautiful thumbnail, I say the Jaguars will pick 17th, but get their 11th choice. And I mean every bit of that. I'm going to go through and explain exactly what I mean when I say that. Uh, You want some Kool-Aid? I hope you do because... The way this thing is setting up, the Jaguars are going to have their choice of some ball players that I think can really, really get down with it. And it might not be at the position of choice that you want. But Kool-Aid McKinstry is one of those guys. Not only does he have a cool name, not only does his name is his name the nickname I called my grandchild because of his Kool-Aid smile, but he also fits a need as a man-to-man corner. The Jaguars might not have that addressed after free agency, so we'll talk about Kool-Aid. And then in the third and final segment, just get a baller. I'll remind you of something that happened about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, and why it's important to just get a good ball player. All right, so let me go back to the first segment and and not bury the lead. What I mean by when I say the Jaguars will pick 17th, but they will get the 11th choice. They'll pick 17th. They don't make a trade. If they don't trade uh, for someone or if they don't move up or move back, they will have the opportunity to pick 17th. And the reason why I think they'll get their 11th choice is because of this. I looked at a big board, right? And I know these big boards are not accurate because there's not one person in the National Football League who is going to make a decision on draft night that has their big board ready. And if they don't have their big board ready or if they do have their big board ready, they're not telling anybody. It's not in their job description uh, to be able to uh, share that information with folks and not have it bite them in the butt. So you're not going to get any information. And if anybody tells you that somebody is somewhere on somebody's board before the draft, they're lying because they would have no idea of knowing that other than just guessing. So make sure that they frame it as a guess or an educated guess based on histrionics or whatever. But don't let them tell you that somebody told them who's somewhere on their board because they're not going to tell you. That's not the truth. And if that ever did get out, 
whoever uh, whoever's board that is should get fired because there's operation security right now. There's an absolute need to know. Anybody in the, who's in the military knows what OPSEC is. This is operation security is a need to know basis. And there's only one or two people that need to know. How many times have you heard um, on draft night that the only person that knew what the pick was was the GM and the owner? Not even the coaches know what these picks are. So I'm thinking that the Jaguars are going to get their 11th choice because some good news has come out. Let me tell you what it is. They're talking about five quarterbacks in the first round, presumably. Five. So that's one position that you know the Jaguars don't need any person. So if you take 12 away, if you take five away from 12, that uh, well, five away from 17, that puts you at number 12. And that's what I mean. The Jaguars are not going to draft a player at a certain position. So if they're not going to take a person at a certain position, then that means that on their board, there should not be a quarterback. Now, if they do have a board with a quarterback on it, it is simply just an honest alignment, if you will, or an honest ranking of where players are so to give them an idea of who needs what if somebody wants to trade up if somebody wants a quarterback if there's still one there what's on the board you know where they are on the board in terms of how many of the guys that they like if they get to 17 and there's eight guys that they have equal i wouldn't be surprised if they tried to explore moving down a little bit and 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 if they have and and if they have no um preference whatsoever which one of those guys they end up with as long as they get one and i would suspect that those guys would have to be lumped in the same position and based on where i think a lot of these folks are going to fall that's either going to be wide receiver corner or uh right tackle it a a lot of it really depends on also what they ended up what they end up uh, deciding to do with cam robinson and how much they address the offensive line in free agency but trust me, they're going to take a player or two either in free agency or in the draft that you don't think that they need. Because a lot of fans are going to be looking at trying to build this team based on what this team needs next season. And in the draft, that's not necessarily the way that you you go. Because when you win in the NFL, it's going to be a culmination of a bunch of off seasons all put together. And generally, it's who can amass or who can get the best quarterback and surround him with the best players and the most consistent coaching staff to have a shot at winning year after year and year over year. So the Jaguars might look at it like this. We don't have a corner on our roster prior to free agency that is going to be on the contract after the 2024 season. The Jaguars might look at it and say we can draft a a tackle for the future because the 2025 draft doesn't have a guy that would even crack the first round at that position. So, and we don't plan on picking very high. So we need one now, even if we work a deal out with Cam Robinson to keep him this year and lower his cap at some point, they're going to need a tackle. Even if it's a right tackle teams are always using the draft to look forward. This is why having a quarterback is such a, a good deal. And it doesn't mean that, Look, we're not going to get into talking about whether or not we think Trevor Lawrence is generational and all of that stuff. The bottom line is when this team had Blake Bortles, they were committed to Blake Bortles. They were able to build a team that got to the NF- the AFC championship game because they already had a quarterback that they were committed to. When you have a quarterback you're committed to, it helps if he's a really good player. And I think Trevor Lawrence can be. 
when you have that guy, whether he's good or not, if you're committed with him, there's this burden off of your shoulders. You don't have to reach for him. So now when all of these other teams are trying to draft quarterbacks, you don't have to do that. They also not in the edge rush business. This is why if there's four quarterbacks and two edge rushers, the Jaguars, in my opinion, in the first round will now be picking 11th. If there are five quarterbacks, I don't think the fifth quarterback is going to be taken before 17th, but if there's five and then there's this, this rush to try to get up and get the fifth one, that's when the Jaguars can move back a little bit and get an extra second or a third, probably a third, unless they go all the way back to the end of the first round. So, yeah, when you don't have a quarterback, you get a chance to – you have to find one. And when you do have a quarterback, you get a chance to build your team up. The Jaguars hit on two drafts in the first round after Trevor Lawrence with both Trayvon Walker and Anton Harrison. As much criticism I've given Trent Baalke, they have done that. I think they have a chance to do it again. I think the fact that they're not picking an edge rusher or a quarterback – boost that 17 all the way up to the 11th and they might get the 11th best player on their board that's going to help their team if that's if that happens they're going to be looking at a starting receiver which also uh could happen whether or whether or not they go after calvin ridley and bring him back because they'll still need a receiver because i think they're going to part ways with uh with uh with zay jones or maybe it's a corner, or maybe it's a right tackle if if Mims is there from Georgia, a Darius Mims. Maybe it's a wide receiver like Mr. Franklin from Oregon or Keon Coleman or somebody like that. The Jaguars are going to be able to get him a good player, but Kool-Aid might be the one. I'm going to talk about Kool-Aid McKinstry and his prospects and what he could actually bring to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I got to let you know about DoorDash, man. That's right. DoorDash is the absolute truth. And if you don't believe me, you, you need to believe me. Trust me. They are very, very good. Every since 2020 and before, I've been using DoorDash all through 2020 and 2021. And then I moved to a new area and bought a new house. And guess what? DoorDash checks in every single time with my order, even though I'm not on all of these maps and you can't find me on a lot of the navigation system doordash did and my food got here and it's hot even my groceries i get dinner and i get groceries for the week with doordash man i'm absolutely telling you you don't have to do without doordash even though football season is over with because baseball season and basketball season and all of that stuff basketball season is the final four all of those things are right around the corner so make sure you tap into doordash get the doordash app and use doordash because your food will get to you on time groceries neighborhood stores all of that it's doordash all right segment two here on locked on jaguars where it's your team every day we thank you for making us your first listen a quick reminder I got to let y'all know that Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Kool-Aid. Y'all want some Kool-Aid? You remember in uh, remember the movie Friday 
when uh Craig asked Smokey, you want some Kool-Aid? And Smokey said, man, you know I want some Kool-Aid, right? So Kool-Aid McKinstry, like I said, he happens to also, that's my nickname that I gave my grandson. So it's really, really cool. And I, I promise you if they draft Kool-Aid, I'm going to buy my grandson a, a, a jersey that says Kool-Aid on it. Kool-Aid McKinstry is a cover corner out of University of Alabama. He was like a five-star recruit out of high school. Six feet, about 190 pounds. Got the quicks, got the goods, and I think he's going to be a fabulous NFL player. If you didn't watch the Super Bowl, which most of you should have, if you didn't, I cannot believe you, and you need to grow up, right? Um, you saw corners, especially from the Chiefs side, play man-to-man and really get up and challenge some real good receivers in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. You're going to lose some of those battles in the NFL, especially when you're playing against good players. You're going to win some of those battles, too. And you're going to make the game very, very difficult if, regardless if you win or lose on every single play, if you continue to, to challenge people. Even with the 49ers, even though they played a little off and they were mixing man and zone, they didn't give anything easy to Patrick Mahomes, especially early in the game with Traverius Ward. Those lengthy man-to-man corners, the guys that can get up and bother you and be athletic, are at a premium right now because you really can't touch wide receivers. So you need guys that know how to move their feet, that play with anticipation, and guys that are super, super confident and have short memories. And that's what I think Kool-Aid is. And I also believe Terry and Arnold is that guy from Alabama. I just think Arnold because he's a little thicker athlete. He has a basketball background, too. He jumps out of the gym. I just think he's going to be gone. And I think right where the Jaguars are picking, which, like I said, it will be – the 17th pick, but in my opinion, it would be like pick 11 because there are some guys in, up front that they're not going to take them anyway. The, the quarterbacks and the edge rushers, I don't believe the Jaguars are going to touch that in the first round. I will mention, though, in segment three, there's one guy that is very, very intriguing along the line. And he can play the edge, but I don't think that's where he's going to play all the time. So I'll tell you that in segment three. But back to Kool-Aid. Besides the fact that he has a cool name, he's a really good player. And he's a good player with a large body of work because he started as a true freshman at Alabama playing for Nick Saban. Um, and his and his and the love that he gets from people in the scouts, it goes all the way back to high school. So it's, there's a large, large body of work. There's a, a whole bunch, a big sample size for you to uh, for you to get. And he's done exactly what you're going to ask him to do in the NFL. So I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is somebody that the Jaguars could actually end up with because of where they're picking there's a there's a few scenarios where he ends up he continues to be the guy that falls to him nate wiggins is obviously another option he plays like those the the well he doesn't play like mcduffie but he sort of plays like legerius sneed where he takes a lot of chances the only thing is i don't think nate wiggins is as physical as legerius sneed as we saw him taking on blocks and going in and and rerouting Trent Williams on a running play and all of this stuff. And Trent looking at him like, oh, you little fella, what are you doing? But he's a feisty one. He also got away with a little Jalen Ramsey, and I call it the Jalen Ramsey because he he slipped and fell the way Jalen did on, on, on the play that sealed the Super Bowl for the Rams when Aaron Donald pressured uh, Joe Burrow. The same thing happened the other day on a, on a big play um, – as the uh, the 49ers were trying to um, to go way up in the game in overtime, and they ended up having to settle for a field goal because Chris Jones pressured the quarterback. Well, Brandon and I, you can put the okie doke on the Jerry Sneed and gotten loose. But those are the battles that I talk about when I say 
guys are going to get beat. Guys are going to get beat, but you want to see them continue to fight. There isn't a cornerback alive that hasn't gotten beat, and Deion Sanders included, and he's the GOAT. He got beat too. I saw Daryl Green play a game against Michael Irvin. I think Irvin caught 10 balls or 11 balls, and 10 of them were for first downs, and it was the only game the Cowboys won all season. So it's stuff like that. Uh, that no, that wasn't the year they they went they won one game. There was another year, but Washington was a better team, but Dallas beat them because they couldn't stop Troy, uh, uh, Michael Irvin from catching first down. So corners are going to have their days, man. I remember T.O. catching like a 90-yard on Champ Bailey when Champ missed the tackle. It happens. But can you get up and continue to compete and continue to play? And that's the thing. You want guys to have a certain mindset. You want folks that uh, that are yoked a certain way, that approach the game a certain way. And some people are saying, you know, to me, I've been hearing it every day. It doesn't matter because Balk is going to screw it up. And I know I said that they have to be it, – it's going to take more than a handful of players to make them a physical football team. I said that yesterday. And it's going to take uh, a group effort in order for them to change their mindset, and it has to happen off the field as well. But you can at least, until you get it right, you can fake it till you make it. And what they have done, what they have done, I will give them credit between Trevor, Trayvon, and Anton. They have got and with uh, Travis Etienne, they have got the first the the uh, the first round correct. They have gotten it right. This is why I say you can't just cherry pick and and just get the first round right. You have to get the rest of the draft right too. Getting the first round right is easy scouting. Uh, easy scouting is what they call it. But there have been some situations where people even screw that up, and those guys get run out of the league. So uh, let's just hope that Trent continues to at least get the first round correct. I'm going to tell you why it's important to just get a ball player. Just get a dude, regardless if he's at the top position of need, if it's a pick people don't like, don't worry about it. Make sure you get a ball player. I'll give you a perfect example of why that is true, and I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, I got to let you know about FanDuel, man. Today's sponsor for our show because right now new customers get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Get your buckets for your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Now, listen, read. They give you all of the information. All you got to do is click and get the tutorials, find out who's playing, what the trends are, how they've been playing lately before you make your wager. And a lot of times in the NBA, it's tricky, man. So you better, better pay attention. And FanDuel gives you all the information and allows you to do that. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel. Is an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Third and final segment here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. All right, so what I've done here is look back and tell you why I think at history and tell you why I think it's important for the Jaguars and you give you an example of why I think it's important for them to just get a ball player because this time last year everybody was talking about everything except an offensive lineman 
They were. They knew that they had Cam Robinson coming back. They had Walker Little. Folks were saying, okay, if they draft a tackle, it's going to be a tackle for the future. But they haven't addressed the edge rusher yet. They got to do it because we've been talking about it all season, talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. They, they need more edge rush. They need more pass rush. They said that they were going to get more pass rush, and they haven't offered uh, any free agents a whole bunch of money. We need pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. They took Anton Harrison. By the way, the dude that I wanted him to take was Felix Uzoma, the dude for the Chiefs. Yeah, he was running around in Super Bowl sacking people. But I'm glad they took Anton Harrison. I think Anton Harrison is a real good football player. And the fans are glad that they took Anton Harrison. You know why? Because it worked. Because he's a good player. So if you just get a good player, even if it's not the person or player that fans want, eventually they'll give you a, they'll, they'll lay off, they'll lay off and they'll, and they'll let you off the hook because the guy turned out to be good. Most of them have come around on Trayvon Walker. It took them a while, but they came around. All you got to do is be good. You know, you got to win it the night of the draft and you don't have to get it right, right away. Just be good because I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to sit here and trash a guy that I, you know, that you just pick, even if it's not who I thought you should have taken. I'll just say, hey, all right, so I'm marking it. I didn't want him to pick him, but if it turns out, I'm going to say he's good. If it, if, but if it doesn't, I'm going to bring you back right here and I'm going to tell you who I said they should have got. I saw a little video of some guys that we see every day on TV. None of them wanted Patrick Mahomes. They thought Patrick Mahomes was a bust, and they, they wondered why in the hell the Chiefs chose him. Imagine that. Imagine you sitting here trying to make people happy that are not telling you how smart you are, even though you're not the GM with the job no more. What's up, John Dorsey? John Dorsey made that pick, and he was crushed for it. Nobody believed him. Even the media in Kansas City and the ones on the Worldwide Network, the guys, Shannon Sharp, uh, Stephen A., they all went in on him and, and basically said it was a bad pick. This is why you don't listen to people. This is why I hope Trent Balkin ain't listening to me. You listen to somebody and it's, and it's affecting how you're picking, you're wrong. Just get a ball player. That's why I brought up Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid turns out to be a dude that's pushing for all pros and pro bowls. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. They'll forget just like they forgot about a pass rusher last year. They'll forget that you didn't take that guy they wanted. There could be a wide receiver there. As long as he's a ball player, ain't nobody going to care. Trust me, nobody will care when he starts snatching one-handed touchdowns out of the air and, 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 and diving for bombs or getting his feet down in the corner of the end zone or hitting the pile line. Ain't nobody going to care one bit as long as he can play. Now, the fans want him to take Jackson Powers Johnson, the center out of Oregon. I hear he might be gone before 17. But I'm going to give the Jaguar fans some credit. I'm going to give them some credit. They used to only want the sexy picks. Fans wanted the first-round pick to be used on a dude that was going to score touchdowns or a dude that was going to stop people from scoring touchdowns, like a sack guy or a corner or or wide receiver the jaguar fan base is, is, is a little more nuanced and a little more savvy than that although it can be extremely petty and they might be being petty right now to be honest with you because they might just want a center they want to get rid of luke fortner so bad they'll take me in the first round at center if they could so i don't know maybe i need to slow down from giving the jaguar fans credit for wanting a team to use a first round pick on a non-sexy player
I want to give them credit because that sounds like the smart team building football savvy thing to do. But then as I was talking, I kind of talked myself out of it because they want them to draft a center because they want them to draft a center because they don't want to see Luke Fortner at center again. That's it. I think they'll want them to draft. If the Jaguars sign a center in free agency, now that it's in the mind of the fans to draft a center, I think the Jaguar fans still say draft another one. That's just how that's how my my my, my folks say, yo, man. And I say that with all due respect and and all due um no, actually, I'm 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 riding you, but that's just what it is. But I'm kind of telling the truth a little bit. It's like one of those things that can be true and funny at the same time. Well, that's it. The Jaguar fans don't care nothing about all of that. But you can't worry about that. You just have to get a ball player, man. Now, if they take Edger and Cooper, you have to look into it. He's a linebacker from Texas A&M. Somebody told me that he reminds them of a, a Telvin Smith plus with 20 pounds on him, right? And I, I totally agree. And with this defense they're going to, you you see the Kansas City Chiefs and you see San Francisco, and you see those linebackers that have that navigation system and they tackle everything that comes their way. If they go out and get Edger and Cooper or something like that, the fans are going to go ballistic. But I'm going to tell you what it, it it tells me that they that they don't believe that Devin Lloyd is instinctive. So th that's one of those things that might happen, and you'll go, "What the hell are they doing?" And then you have to use deductive reasoning and understand that maybe they don't like him as much as you think they do. Another pick that would really, really make people make the eyes go up, but it wouldn't for me is that's Cooper Dijon, man, from Iowa, the corner. Don't you, and all the jokes will be starting about a corner, a white guy playing corner, but let me explain something to you. Go watch his tape. In fact, go watch him play basketball. And all of those stereotypes that you may have will go right out of the window. And I know the jokes will be funny and they'll keep coming and he'll probably buy into it and laugh at it wherever he's picked. And it ain't going to be funny when he starts uh, turning stuff, returning stuff. Uh, he, some people don't think he's going to be a corner. They think he's going to be like Branch, Brian Branch. And by the way, Detroit is like a perfect place for Cooper DeJean to go because he cut, he's built like that. He's built like that. And uh, Green Bay, everybody keeps saying that. Cooper DeJean is going to be a good player in the NFL. He's going to be a real good player for a long time. So, so yeah, from the looks of it, if we're keeping it a buck, man, it's going to be a really good corner, a really good wide receiver, or a really good offensive lineman. And, 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 and don't let it escape you also that if a guy like Graham Barton is on the board, that depending on if they keep uh, if they keep Cam Robinson right, and if they sign a center, and if they bring back another guard, they could still draft Graham Barton and play him at guard, and he could be your backup center, and he could probably even probably even if you're going to move Anton Harrison next year or year after the left tackle, you might even be able to get him to play right right tackle for you. He's that versatile, so. They they pride themselves on having interchangeable parts and versatile offensive linemen. So don't be surprised if a guy like that or they take a dude and they play him uh, like if, if they take. If like Fashanu falls to them, I think if somebody falls to them like uh, Guyton from Oklahoma, he's going he's a pure right tackle. And that's what he's going to be. That'll be a pick for the future. So they can't really do that this year. I think 
picking a guy for the future is fine, but I do believe he needs to play this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, I don't think this staff is in a position um, where they can afford to use a priority resource on somebody that's not, even though you're looking beyond this year, I don't think they're in a position to just take a guy who won't help them at all this year if everyone stays healthy. I do think they need to add someone that they can put on the field. Like you can do that with a corner or a wide receiver and maybe even a linebacker. It's hard to do that, though, with an offensive lineman when you're trying to get all the cohesion and continuity. So if your line is set, especially outside, you can't take a guy like Guyton because, well, he can't help you at guard any. You know what I mean? He can't, And he's just your swing tackle until – somebody gets hurt or something like that. So I do suspect that whoever they draft is going to be a day one starter. So it depends on what they do in free agency, but they will have their choice of a good offensive lineman, interior or exterior, a wide receiver and a corner, in my opinion, at pick 17, which I have said is now pick 11. All right, man, you guys have a good day. We'll continue to go through this draft, some scenarios, if we hear any rumblings, anything about free agency, of course, we'll update you with that. But we're going to keep giving you content here every single day here on Locked on Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. You guys, make sure you take care of each other, and we'll see you next time.